Audio good, visual good. We in the game. We look good. We look all right. What's up, baby? Hustle Smarter, we here. But I just want to let everybody know, and if you listen to the last episode, I don't know which one's going to come out first, but if you even just go follow Raven, it's the reason she has 17 properties at 27, or 27 properties. If I, I don't even know. She had a lot. It's the reason she deal with clients when she sent them a $60,000 bill and they pay the invoice without, and they say thank you and tip her. It's a reason for that. And I tell people, don't try to appear to be happy. Just be happy. Right. Don't try to appear to be successful. Decide what being successful is to you and be that. So I personally don't believe that successful people correct me, Raven, because I don't feel like I'm successful, but I don't feel like people who are fighting for success have anger issues. I think we have passion issues. We're trying to get from point A to point B, and we're trying to get there. Um, I don't struggle with getting there in a quick time anymore. I used to struggle with that. Like, I want it done, and I want it done now, but I'm all along the sense of, I just want to get it done. And I think right. we were talking the other day, and, and I, 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 you know what? Shout out to my dog, Hustle Chill. Um, shout out to Big Chill because he brought it up like it was a decision that was made and it wasn't a big decision mm-hmm. but I just I just made it on the fly like this shit makes sense let's do it right and, and he didn't come off aggressive I respect that 100% because it was just like damn bro I thought we was working on this together and Kyler he's very intuition with his words he's like getting these big he's our word of the day guy <laughs> he's like I was I wasn't privy to the <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my other trademarks, Collins. Yeah, that was true. So when he gave us the information and I started in the moment, in the heat of the moment, an egotistical person or a old me who didn't practice humility, because I when I wasn't, when I was broke, I wasn't humble, which is crazy, but that just happens. That's why you were broke. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and, and in that moment, my part was, what the fuck wrong with him, bro? It's my shit. I'm that, you know, and, and, he, and but I didn't say that. So it's, it's, it's a value in the text and it's a value in calling. It was a text message and I didn't read it in an aggressive tone from him. And that's why we was able to like, hey, bro, this is why I did it. This dude has been doing it for this amount of time already. I feel like if we bring him in, we're going to go to the next level because he's already been doing it and he is not even a part of the team. And that was an easy situation to handle. And I just, it's maturity on both ends because he knows me well enough that if he comes off like, if he says like, damn, y'all made a decision without me, what's wrong with y'all? Yeah. I'm gonna get aggressive. All right, yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I definitely believe, but I don't think I suffer from an ang- I suffer from a passion issue. I want everybody to want it as bad as me, especially if we partners. If we partners across the spectrum and not really you work for me, or we work, you know, if you if we're working together in a partnership, my passion level because I want to mm-hmm. obtain these goals is on a different level to where I don't have time to hear your excuses. Right. You know, and, and I struggle with the verbalization part of that because I'm going to tell you, man, I don't give a fuck, nigga. Yeah, Your grandma just died, nigga. We got work to do, nigga. Like, I'm trying to get these meals. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And, and I got to understand. Go ahead. No, go You're ahead. You're the therapist. Oh, I'm in therapy. You're like, the therapist. You can tell when it's passion and when it's anger, right? So passion is something that, like the definition of passion means something that you care deeply about, right? So passion is inwardly. So when passion is when you get upset with yourself, passion is when you're trying to make yourself go harder. It becomes anger when it's out, when it's expressed outwardly. 
So you going off on him or clicking on him is what makes it anger and not make it passion. When you're talking junk to yourself, that's passion. But when you're screaming at everybody, you know, because my anger was more so about my passion. Like I'm trying to get my business to grow. So if you ask me to do something that has nothing to do with my business and I just told you that I'm trying to work on getting my business to grow. So then now I'm telling you all that was outwardly expressed. That's anger. So it's a way mm. to be passionate, but still be able to communicate with other people, right? Because let's think about it. I'm single, so it's easy for me to go in labor, right? But if I had a kid, if I had a husband, if I had all these other stuff, all these other responsibilities, I can't be as focused as I normally would be if I'm by myself. So that sometimes come out as anger because y'all messing with my passion. So I had Man, to learn how to like say it <laughs> without, down, yeah. you know, and then it's also them understanding that this is something Raven is passionate about. Raven's not playing by this, so they have to respect it too. So it's a two-way street. And then when they don't respect it, then you may have to check them angrily, but, you know, always with respect, you know. <laughs> that's, that's yo, that's crazy. Because you, you know what's crazy, and it's, and it's how I tell you how life works. Um, everybody say manifestation in the universe. I say I sometimes I say the universe, sometimes I say faith, sometimes I say God, sometimes I say the world, whatever. Lord knows I, you know, I believe in the higher power, I believe in God. So, but anyway, how crazy how the universe works is that when me and Chris first started, I didn't have kids. Mm. So I used to think like, you know what I mean? I used to be angry. And it was more along the lines of he not matching my energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and then boom, I have a kid seven, eight months in. And now I'm like, I see what he was going through, bro. Because especially in the military, mom and auntie and them ain't around the corner. Right. Like, it's me or wife. It's it. Like, it's, it's, it's like I can't even go run to the store. Somebody got to stay home. Mm-hmm. Um, even right now, like, hey, old lady ain't feeling too well. She tired. Hey, mama, bring the baby over there. Let me record this podcast. I don't have that. Right. You know, <laughs> uh, luckily, my nephews is here. So I'm like, hey, hey I got $50 real quick put her to sleep for me you know what I mean? right. <laughs> but we don't have that so and I had to and I even called him after like yo and, and I will say you know um shout out to Chris and it didn't come off maybe disrespect it just came off as a big brother little brother conversation a lot but I was like it was my punching bag and I'm like bro I'm sorry bro like this shit a lot of work <laughs> like, yeah. like this shit a lot of work yo like where does bond this shit is I see why like you know even now just now when 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 little mama came on camera if this was before my child i would have been like man this nigga can't even record man what the you know what i mean but i (laughs) I understand it (laughs) so i think that's the biggest important but you stated earlier and i think i said therapy but this is therapy too colin join me you said distractions Mm -hmm. tell us how you avoid distractions. i know you said no messenger tell us how you avoid your distractions because to be where you was at as we spoke of in the previous episode, we might drop this shit like on a Friday, just a flash episode. I don't even get <laughs> But to be where you at and everything you've done, that means you have kept distractions, distractions to a pure, a pure minimum to include these sorry ass niggas. But we ain't gonna get into that. <laughs> Cause the, the lady says she's looking for a man and your motherfucker suck. But <laughs> <laughs> the sum it up <laughs> But how do you, especially as a single person, where you probably live by yourself, so you have a lot of time by yourself, you're not 
you're so business oriented that you're probably not out every weekend part. How do you eliminate distractions and stay motivated to eliminate distractions with the free time that you have? Like, I I need to learn this because I'm trying to get better. So my biggest thing is like, for one, like you said, I don't have much the most distractions distractions that other people have. So with me, it's mostly just friends and family, right? Because you want to be a good friend, you want to be a good sister, you want to be a good daughter, you want to check on your mama, but she want to tell you about what is happening in the neighborhood and all this other stuff. So it's like I communicate. Anybody who talks to me will tell you they've been probably overly communicate. I tell people what I have going on, and then I, for one, I have to set my schedule myself. Like I'm doing this, I'm working on this, I'm working on that. So what I would do is just tell them that. Don't call me during these times or I'm going to call you when I get done. Like when I was studying for the CPA, I would have to cut my phone completely off. At that time, they didn't have do not disturb. And even if I saw it um, vibrate, I'm going to want to answer it. If I happen to pick it up and I can see like, oh, I got some mixed stuff, I'm going to want to pick it up. So I would turn my phone off so people knew to email me. Like how Graham says, you have to email Raven. That's that started from back when when I was trying to get all the distractions away. Uh-huh. You had to email me. I couldn't. You couldn't text me. You couldn't just call me. So that's pretty much what I do now. I would turn my phone off. I would turn it on. Do not disturb. I would leave my phone in my house and go to my office. So I wouldn't even see what's going on until I get back home. I don't have a bunch of apps on my phone. That's why I have like a separate iPad for work uh-huh. or whatever. So I just make sure I keep all of the worldly stuff. So. Like when y'all was talking about the pastor that got robbed, I'm going to have to go look that up. I didn't even know about it. (laughs) So it's like, I don't keep a lot of that stuff on my phone, but like I'm a financial person. So I have the Wall Street Journal. So Mm -hmm. I know what's going on in the market. I don't know what's going on in the world that would cause a distraction. So, and then people just know, like, even when I date, I'm like, I'm going to call you at eight o'clock. He knows, if he don't answer that phone at eight, so yeah so it's just like communication and then just knowing the things that distract me like i know i'm a stroller distractions is like negative right so would you say uh distraction could be anything positive so yeah because being by myself so much i do go down tunnels you know, mm-hmm. so having a person to distract me, sometimes I actually look for people to distract me because right, right. you do need those distractions sometimes because it's easier to where if I'm looking at something all day, if I'm a tax return or whatever, and I can't mm-hmm. understand something, and then I go have a drink with my friends, I go talk about something with my friends to where my brain muscles, that side of my brain I'm not using, right. and then I come back to it, I'll pick it up like that. And I'm like, dang. And then, you know, the thing I used to say, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Now I'm like, okay, girl, go to sleep. Yeah, it's been times, yeah. And it's yeah. even been times in my sleep where I'll figure out a problem in my sleep and wake up and be like, ah, oh, that's what it is. Right. So, yeah, some distractions are needed. And then sometimes you got to go into tunnel vision. Yeah, you got to lock in and just blur out everything else. So that, that makes sense, man, because distractions could kill a lot of time, keep you from getting to your goals. You know, that's like the devil's playground. You're distracted, you scrolling, but it ain't doing nothing for you. That's what's pointless time you're wasting that you could have been putting forward to your business or your, your craft and just moving forward. Entertainment over education. I mean, education right. over entertainment. And I think I just love the way y'all both spun it just now because, you know, Kylie, you know how we used to do it. And I wish we still had what we had back in the day. Mm-hmm. Every Saturday morning, no matter what, we on the court, we hooping. Yeah. Right. We're going to get it in two times that week, too. Maybe Monday oh, and Wednesday, yeah. but Saturday morning, nothing matters from nope. 9 to 5, really, because we're going to hoop from 9 to 12, 30. 
mm-hmm. we're gonna be we're gonna have the, the white stuff on our face from hooping because we out of sweat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna hit red. We're gonna hit red robin right there by the mall. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get the burger, but we we so hungry. We want double fries for the burger. Yeah, yep. <laughs> we're gonna take that nap and we're gonna get up that night and kick it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think even though it, it was a great distraction because it was like a break, and we wasn't even half as productive as we are now. We were just doing that every Saturday. I wish we still had them saying rituals, which I still try to do. I don't have the same people around me to enjoy those moments like now yes. but i am good to know that i have acknowledged that a game of hoops is what i need sometimes like you said for that other brain to let go the other side yeah yeah that's you need that. the distraction that distraction is so important because like you know it's an addiction to a distraction at the end of your creative pr- production because you so dis- you so mm-hmm. distracted doing this this and this xyz all that creative juices you had flowing is gone because you yeah. stuck doing this, caught doing this, and now you got to get back on track. You're losing all that precious time you had and everything you had flowing. You might not remember what you had going a minute ago because somebody sent you this tweet or this TikTok. Right. You just <laughs> rolling and it's over. And you know the thing is, I don't know if y'all watch Social Dilemma on Netflix. They set it up for you to be that way. They set it up for you to stay on your phone. When I'm studying or doing anything productive, I have to have noise. Mm, like music or something playing like we wasn't recording right now to where it could be heard mm. i would be doing something else but i would be so locked it, it helps me lock in when i have a distraction yeah. because my brain says you hear that but lock into what you're doing so i've learned that about but everybody got to learn themselves to know that yeah you gotta learn yourself because i'm classical music when i'm in my office i play classical music and so it's something about the key but that just helps me lock in so, so I, I can't be that. completely quiet either, but it, it has to be classical. But that has a lot to do with my childhood when the way I was growing up. So when I was growing up, my brother was an all-star athlete. He played basketball, football, baseball, track. He was good at everything. My sister was a softball. She can throw and she can run. She can hit. I was the cheerleader and the dance girl, but I read, right? My grandma, I was the, the kids that grew up with encyclopedias. I saw a meme that said people <laughs> who had encyclopedias say they know everything. And it's like, I do. Because my grandma would make us go look it up in encyclopedia. Every question we had, go get the encyclopedia, go look it up. So I used to read. And when I used to read, I had to um, block out my brother loud music. I had to block out my sister on the phone with her girls. I had to block out my mom in the kitchen talking to my aunt. And right. so now when I'm reading, my mom used to hate it. She would know when I'm reading because she would go, Raven, Raven. And I wouldn't answer. And then she'd come in the room and then she would be in front of me screaming at me and I still wouldn't answer her. And then I would look up and say, huh? And she was like, why didn't you answer me? I would say I had to get to a period. So I can never yes. answer you if I'm not to a period because it breaks the thought up. But it's like now I'm used, I could do two or three things and people are like, you're not listening to me. And I'm like, yes, I am. I definitely hear what you're saying. Because that's how I grew up. I grew up having to block out something and having to lock into something. So being quiet doesn't help me. If you're the only child, you probably can't deal a lot with people talking because you was the only child. So yo, is, we, we might be family because it might be some Libra shit. You know, I didn't get to that, that astronomical or, or, or the astrologist. Uh, but it might be. Uh, it, it really might be some real spill on. I'm the same way when it comes to reading. Like, yo, I, I'm going to get to the end of this period and I'm going to get to the end of this chapter before. I, so we talk about extreme focus. If I'm reading, that's the only thing that would truly keep me away from checking the phone notifications and being scrolling. If I'm reading something, especially if it locked me in, 
Like I'm reading books in the day. That was telling the hustle game. Shout out to Chris Crow, man. He got a book coming out soon. Uh, I won't say the title. He might change the title. We talked to him about the title, but it is a fire book. It's talking about everything he always talks about. And he sent me when I was on vacation. He was like, yo, and I told him, do not send me anything work related, but he don't listen. And he sent me the joint to review it. Right. And, you know, I said, you know, I, I understand how important it is to him. Right. I also understand the speed that I can read at too. So it wasn't long, a long read. So mm. I read it and it grabbed me from, from the first read. Right. So I'm sitting on the beach chair. I promise you, that's my wife. God's my witness. We ain't just making, we under the Tiki Hut beach chair. It's hot. And I'm like, ah, oh, let me read a little bit of Chris book. She's like, I thought you wasn't working. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to read his book. You know, read the first sentence. He didn't see what right. he got going on. <laughs> and before you know it, I'm on page three and I'm like, yo, she mad because she done said 20 things to me and I can't hear nothing because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and I don't even, and I don't, I still struggle with like ebooks. I have to get the hard copy. You know what I'm saying? Me I too. The, I, I need the book. I need to look, I need to dog ear it. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, I got oh, it right okay. in it, underlined it, all that. Yes. So I'm reading the joint and she mad, but I'm like, well, I'm finished. You mad already. Right. <laughs> and I'm hitting them. <laughs> <laughs> and I gave him the whole breakdown of what I got. He was like, because he, you know, some people, I read so fast that people think I don't read it, think I just skim it. And I think my brain just that fast where I skim it, but I don't miss it when I skim it because you, I can tell you exactly what I read. I don't right. have to read every word. All right, well, I'm on, you know what I mean? And when I broke down everything to him, he's like, man, you really did read it that fast. Like, hey, I ain't gonna shit you. I'm gonna read it for real to tell you if it's garbage or not, especially if you put a one hustle smarter on it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, sure. That's the thing though. Nothing, I was not getting off that beach chair. The lady came to get my order for a drink or some food or something. I didn't hear her. <laughs> and I had no headphones on. I'm just sitting outside. Right, right yeah. I'm locked in. So, yeah, I can understand that reading portion. Um, Accelerate to be the champion. You know, shout out to Tim Wright Elementary. Six <laughs> years in a row. I'm Michael Jordan, of accelerated reader. <laughs> Financial therapy, therapy and all inclusive and distractions. Do you believe the distractions of what people portray as money is a part of all the inclusive of the financial therapy issues that you deal with? Okay, wait, say that again. <laughs> with, with the financial therapist and then right. the financial counselor and then the distraction portion, how you tune out distractions, but you still do what you need to do. Do you believe that the distraction, social media, pop culture has a direct correlation with the financial therapy and how people look at money? Oh, yes, definitely, especially social media, because people think that they should have what other people have, right? But she's 25. <laughs> oh, bring that, hold on, bring that back, DJ. Bring that back, like, please. Can you start that first demo? <laughs> they definitely think that they should have what other people have. Like, if this 25-year-old was bought, like popped on the scene with a Tesla, she got the Tesla, and I'm she's 25, but I'm 30, and I got a camp. There's nothing wrong with your Camry, but now you you like your Camry when you went to the lot and you bought the Camry. You took a picture of your Camry and sent it to everybody was like, I just bought this Camry. But now because somebody else don't hopped on the scene with a Tesla, you feel like your Camry is not what is not as good as the Tesla anymore. And that's subjective, right? right, right. Just like success is subjective. Some people feel like they're successful if they set their mind to do something and they do it. That's success to them. Some people yeah. put a financial number to success. Well, I got to make six figures by 30. I got to do, you know, I was that person. I got to make six figures by 30. I got to be married by 30. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All of this stuff. So that's what we saw as successful. And then like, so when you go and you start feeding your mind these things, 
it changes how you think success looks because that person has shared, all they did was share with you what they thought was successful. She thought buying a Tesla was successful and there's nothing wrong with that. You thought buying a Camry was successful. You're both right. But mm -hmm. because, you know, they may have gotten more likes or they may have gotten more views or more people was like, oh my God, I want to be like you when they grow up. And nobody said that to you. Now you feel like you're lesbian. And so then you go, you know, the keeping up with the Jones mindset, the Joneses, right? Nobody knows who the Joneses are. <laughs> keeping up with the Joneses, you're trying to go do all these things to appear like you're happy. And I tell people, don't try to appear to be happy. Just be happy. Right. Don't try to appear to be successful. Decide what being successful is to you and be that. And if someone comes in and they have a different definition of what success is to them, that's okay. Like, I'm like I'm going to be 32 soon. Good gosh. Um, mm -hmm. Praise God, I'm 32, <laughs> though, because everybody ain't made it at 32. So praise God, I'm 32. You know, some people used to tell me, oh, it's time for you to get uh, married now. Where's your kids? You know, so I would be at weddings and they'll be like, where are your next? And I was like, when I'm, when I'm at a funeral, I'm going to ask you, where are you next? Like, because they were... <laughs> <laughs> Y'all see where this shit come from, man? It's that florist shit, bro. <laughs> it's like, because they made it seem like, to me, having a baby and being married was the thing that every woman should do. And you're not a woman if you're not married or you're not, or you right. don't have a kid. Like I will hear people ask me, Oh, you don't have any kids around with you. Why does something have to be wrong with me? And I was like, well, I'm waiting for a Right. That's that you society know? shit, right? The society yes. norm. Of course I want to have kids. Of course I want to be married. But while I was out here building my business, that was not my focus. My focus, mm. my focus was building my business. There's nothing wrong with that with a person who is 22 and they're a housewife. That was what they wanted to be. And the society makes us, because we're different, try to butt heads and say that something is wrong. She is providing for her family the same way I'm providing for my family. Like mine may be going out and working. Hers may be in the house making sure everything is good. Because what happens is in those two different scenarios, if you take them out, if they cause chaos, that means it's needed. So if you don't have a wife that's at home making sure the house is okay, making sure your clothes are clean and cooking, making sure the kids are okay, if she wasn't there, then what would happen? Chaos. If my family depends on me to build a business and all of that, if I didn't do that, what would happen? Chaos. So we both are needed. It's just, it's different. And there's nothing wrong with being different. Man, God, man, listen. Can you send, a, send us an invoice, please? <laughs> <laughs> so... You said, you said, man, you said success looks different to everybody. Oh, my God. And when you said stop trying to look happy and be happy. Just to be happy. Stop what you're doing right now, man. Hit that like button, man. What's the comment? Let us know how we're doing. Appreciate y'all. Social media and society has ruined what people believe is success, what people believe is money, yeah. and what people believe how life should be living. And, and, and granted, when me and my old lady was going through that, oh, everybody's asked that shit, yo. And I'm rude. My wife is ruder than me. She's probably, she's real nasty at times. <laughs> <laughs> she's horrible. Yeah, she's pretty bad. But she's a sweetheart. I I'm, see through I'm it. I'm scared though. to go over it. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> but so people would ask, and, and, and I've, I've said it on numerous times, we, we didn't have the easiest route to having a child. Um, but, you know, we've been together 10 years now come September. Oh, y'all married, so when y'all gonna start a family? 
And you know, I always give people two tries to shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, now nah, we good. Oh, y'all ain't got no kids. What y'all waiting on? Well, we fucking every night. <laughs> and they would look at me. I've told that to my aunties and all that. Like, we fucking every night. I'm making them anxious no more. <laughs> because you because you worry about some shit that ain't got nothing to do with you no more. Right. And it's a right. sensitive subject. Even now we have one. I had to tell my dad I had to pull Pop to the side. Shout out to Pop if you're listening. Don't choke me out. <laughs> oh yeah. When, when when you gonna have the next one? I blew it off. When you gonna have the next one? Dad, you and I had and you know he's very, you know, saved, sanctified and holy with the holy field with the Holy Ghost. I said, Dad, you already know what the fuck we went through for the first one. Why you keep saying that shit? Like that's not cool. Yeah. And you want to give me the, well, you know, if it's God, man, I understand all that, but you keep that shit to yourself or go pray when you go to church, nigga. Like, cause you bringing that shit up while we having a good time, we chilling. Yeah. Oh, well, y'all gonna give me another grandkid. Nigga, you can't even help us watch this one. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, cause you know, that shit get aggravating because you society has said you should have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like society has said that. you should have all this by this certain age. And it's like, right. and it just ruins the moment. We are having a good dinner. I'm old people back in the day, bro. They need to change the shit. That shit <laughs> don't people that Chris be liking that he be giving. It's them people that Chris they give flowers to. You know he don't get flowers to the real niggas. Yeah, <laughs> but I think, true. but I think, I think people need to mind their business. Right. I'm That's gonna tell you when it you. when it comes to therapy and being therapeutic and just looking at life. I think what helped me the most is that. I don't look at any, I look at everything from everyone's perspective. I look at the person who have a lot of kids and maybe that's what they wanted. Instead of saying, damn, y'all got a lot of kids. Y'all ain't had no money. You know what I mean? Right, right. Man, yeah. And then I also, I got a partner right now, my dog, Hunter. Hunter said he do not want kids at all. He's been married for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And I've never asked him why he didn't want kids. He said it eventually, like, I'm selfish. <laughs> And I yeah. laugh because I know him personally. He, like, he is selfish. selfish. <laughs> That's self-aware. Right? He's self-aware. That's self-aware. So why bring a child in this world? Because society say you're supposed to have a child because you married if you know you don't want kids. Right. Exactly. I didn't so, want kids until I was 25. Like, I did not. I always wanted to be married, but I always said I was not going to have kids because we used to have so many bad cousins at the house. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so, I did not want to have kids. And then once I got a dog, I really didn't want kids because before I can go Dogs get work. on a plane, I had to make sure somebody can keep Bentley. I had to pay for him to stay at a place. And then he say, you know, you're getting calls on vacation because he won't eat because he mad that you don't drop him off at the kennel. So it's just like <laughs> a child. So mm-hmm. I was like, listen, I ain't having no child no time soon. But yeah, but it's all, it's all based on that. And then that's the thing about therapy too. Therapy would give you a sense of awareness of yourself. It helps you to realize why you do the things that you do. And right. the thing, it doesn't, therapy is not there to make you think that the thing, the reasons why you do the things that you do are wrong. It's for you to just be aware of why you do the things that you do. So it'll let you know the things that you can compromise on and the things that you can't. You know what mm. I'm saying? So that's, that's another thing. And it gives you grace for other people. Like, oh, they, you know, when I see women doing certain things, like a woman may be out here naked and everything, I don't look at her and be like, oh, she a hoe, she wants the attention. I may be like, this was in the gym. She built right. that booty. Y'all go see this booty, you know? Or it could be something else. It could be something deeper that, you know, yeah. oh, well, she feels like that's all she has to offer is her body. So that's the first thing. No. 
So right, you right. just, you don't know what a person, why a person is doing something, doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It can, but we have these, what I call like surface level things that we just throw at everything. Oh, like when people look at me, oh, she's overweight because she, she eats a lot. I'm like, they don't know I go to the gym five days a week and I could probably outrun y'all and outlift y'all. Mm-hmm. But y'all think that, oh, she's lazy. Being fat is, you know, is lazy. Being skinny is you don't eat. <laughs> And they, most of the time, skinny people eat a lot. And that, that's why they're skinny, because their metabolism is so high. So right. it's just those things that we just throw. And therapy helps you to kind of understand things on a deeper level, even when it comes to dealing with other people. Right. And the, mind your damn business. Right. And God. that Man. too. <laughs> that like, yo, too. we was in Jamaica just now. It was someone walking around in thong bikini. I heard a woman beside me, uh, she gonna walk around like that. You don't know what that woman been through. Right. Then I seen her the next day with four or five kids and her old man. And respectfully, I'm like, she probably feel good that she had four or five kids and can still wear a bikini. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Let her have her moment. Right. Let her have a moment. And that yeah. could have been the first time she wore a thong bikini in years. We don't yeah. know. It's not our business. Good, looking good, all of that, man. All that self-confidence, man. Yo, I love it. Yes. Yeah, so, the way so I found bikini, you got some confidence. Right. Shit. <laughs> I didn't want, want to take my shirt off. I feel bad. <laughs> I feel out. But yo, so we broke down the therapy. We got a little bit into the therapy, and we already can tell that you use that therapy to correlate to your financial therapy that you give mm-hmm. to the customer. So if you're listening right now, I'm going to leave all the booking information in the site. Holler at it. Get your help, man. Get some help. Because financial therapy turns into depression. Most yeah, people, yeah. if you had some money, you wouldn't be depressed. Most people right. are depressed because they're broke and they don't understand why they're broke in the financial therapy. I think that's where we went wrong as Hustle Smarter, me and Chris, when we started was we was initially trying to give people plans to fix their money where we never want to dig into the, well, I, I won't say not dig into it. I was giving people two for one. So really I was giving them a discount. I was going to tell you why you was messed up, give you the therapy on why you was messed up and build your plan. Right. Like, so I think I was giving too much at them because as soon as I send them the form and say, hey, let me know, answer these questions before we talk so we can get the rolling, they would never fill it out because they was embarrassed. Yeah. Right? So I think the therapy portion, if I would have hit them with that first and then say, come back if you want the plan. Right, right. Come let's back just if you want. Let's just figure out why you think it's okay to spend $1,500 and you only make $1,200. Yeah. Let's, let's figure yeah. that out first. Yeah, <laughs> the so math ain't math then. The math yeah, ain't yeah. math then. <laughs> So I think that's where, if, if I can go back and not really go back, because all you do is adjust and move forward. It wasn't an L, it was a lesson. The whole reason Hustle Smarter was started was to do financial consultations and help people build budget plans and do everything with their money. But if I was in my bag, I would have known financial therapist is the route to go because I'm just sitting down, because that's what I want to do. I want to sit down and explain to you my story. I want to tell you what you did wrong, right? Or not tell you, but explain to you why this could have happened. I'm coming to people with action plans. Yes. We need all this done. If you're really trying to change, let's have this done by this date. Right. And it might have scared it might have scared people away. It was too overwhelming. And then it the was flip too side as well, you have some people who come to financial therapy. But what I see a lot of my clients come as is women um, who are who make too much money and they're afraid of it. Or it's like women who come into business and then like, you know, I want to have this big ticket. Like I told you, I would charge you ten thousand dollars for a tax plan with no problem. I would charge you 50K for a due diligence uh, report with no problem. I would send my, oh, that's $50,000 and I would send it to you. And some people will say, well, how 
do you charge that much? I can't charge. And it has nothing to do with them not thinking they're worth it or whatever. It was just something deeper than them thinking, okay, well, I never seen anybody pay fifty thousand dollars for right. Right. And, yes. and what they don't see is but when I first came out and was doing tax planning, I told the person ten thousand and they said okay, that made me extremely comfortable with saying ten thousand. And then mm-hmm. after, even before that, when I was in corporate, I would see the invoices we sent to our clients that was hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? So I was always okay with it because I saw it. But if you take someone who grew up, you know, maybe under the poverty line and now they're, they got this business that's charging you 50K a session, they have an issue saying that. So then now right. we have to build them up. And it's not even just confidence, but it's also even the way they think, the way they see themselves. Right, because they would say something like, "I wouldn't pay fifty thousand for it." I wouldn't. Like, if you don't think you would pay fifty thousand dollars for that, then yeah, don't charge fifty thousand because you need to at least think you worth fifty thousand, or the service is worth it. And then that's the other thing: getting business owners to understand their services are not tied to their self worth. Me charging you fifty thousand is not saying I'm worth fifty thousand. Me charging you fifty thousand is saying this service that I am providing for you is worth fifty thousand. I'm worth more than fifty thousand. I can't. I'm priceless. So I used to always tell coaches, quit telling people like coaches that were sales coaches, stop telling folks to charge what you're worth. You're priceless. You can never charge what you're worth. You have to charge oh what the service is worth. Charge mm-hmm. what the product is worth, not what you're worth. So it makes them untied from self worth. So if I tell you it's 50000 and you tell me no, I don't sit here and be like, oh my God, Raven, you're not a good business owner. Yes, I am. We're just not aligned as a customer and a service provider. Right. So I can move on because it's not tied to my self-worth. So it's like, that's the kind of things we do in financial security. Yo, I got to get this there because like, listen, oh my God, yo, you got my Will Smith and that Colin, I know we got it. We got the baby's about to wake up and shit. Listen, um, <laughs> we all dads, yo, he got a, a three-day-old. I got a nine-month-old. Chris got a she like 14 days now right yeah jeez congratulations <laughs> we all girl dads around this part we black men we take oh. care of our kids we got a lot of business uh can you put a shirt on her please <laughs> <laughs> but no you said something right now you said something right now you know and so i think i've learned this and i've tried to and that's why i i don't hate that niece woke up or niece is being active at one in the morning i don't know what her problem is we're going i'm gonna pay i'm going to pay you send me the invoice and y'all heard me on the record i'm going to pay for you to have a session with my partner christopher croon because when big brother graham said the same thing he don't understand me but i don't have my relationship with money is that money is a tool yes it is a tool it is not it doesn't define me we make the fucking money we we print the money so when I say I want to spend money on doing things to make my life easier, I know that more money could come in. Okay. I don't care about the dollar bill. Like I told my dog, and there's some crazy shit, and this is my partner, my brother with the truck. And I did swimming lessons. I paid $180, and he was like, $180? Not money. This motherfucker got money. You know what I mean? And he like, you paid $180? Like, yeah. He was like, you thought that shit was worth it? Yes, nigga. I could save my life. <laughs> <laughs> spend $200 on less I gamble and everything I gamble is at least $100 a bet so mm-hmm. for me to spend $200 for eight weeks of courses to swim because why we so attached to money and like you said the self worth if you attach your money to your worth you're wrong if yeah. you give me a hundred million or if you give me one dollar I'm still me 
my value yeah. don't change. I'm fucking exactly. priceless. And that's exactly. how I feel about material shit. Material shit. They make a million of them. They only made one Colin. They only made one Jamar. They only made one Chris. They only made one Raven. We the fucking catch. Fuck right. that material shit. We exactly. build the materials. Nigga, like, I mean, come on, man. And it's crazy I, that we trying to give a value to something that has a value. A dollar is a dollar. A, a, a dollar is a fucking dollar. <laughs> like, we're trying okay. to value what's already valued. You don't have to put a value on it. You're not valued. You and can't be valued. And then we overvalue shit. Yeah, yeah. It's how are you gonna tell me that you're gonna work? How you tell me that you're gonna work forty hours a week and you make twelve hundred dollars and it's perfectly fine to go buy twelve hundred dollars of shoes, right? One pair. So you tell me that one week of your life, two weeks of your life of working away from your family and kids is worth a pair of sneakers to post on the internet for other broke motherfuckers to say you're fly. That you that's my problem. With. That's my problem with designer clothes. It's not the problem with Pre- some of it is ugly as fuck and some oh, of it looks yeah. Weird. Versace, I, like you said, when, <laughs> when you said Louis, I'm a Louis guy. I love the old Louis yeah, monograms, the LBs, the, and I love the checkerboards. Mm-hmm. But that shit high. High as hell. I <laughs> but, like Gucci though. Gucci, my shit, but that shit high. Gucci don't like black people in my boosty badass voice. Every you. young nigga <laughs> dream is to drive a black Rolls Royce. <laughs> I like red bottoms for my sneakers though. I love the spikes. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't even like Chuck Taylors, but when you put them spikes on it with them bloody bottoms. I feel Not like I got money. You. <laughs> yep. Thanks, but that's, I think you just, I mean, you've already said it. You do it for a living. People attach the dollar to their self-worth. And most people pride come in is I'm not paying 50000 to Colin to tell me about my money. Fuck that. Not realizing that, no, we charge you 50000 because you made $250 million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. <laughs> exactly. we, just, we just charge you for what it's worth. Right. Oh my God. Right. If black people, well, we say everybody, but we definitely want to specify black people. If we change our relationship with money, yeah. we will rule the world. Exactly. Because what do you, black people hoard money? They want to be able to say, "I got two hundred thousand cash." They don't want to say, "I got you crazy." I'm gonna look at you crazy if you got two hundred thousand cash. How much cash did you have? I don't. I keep uh, roughly in my business. I keep ten k liquid. Everything else is invested. The way I see it, if anything come at me, I can get 10K to get it out. And then I have some other accounts that I can get it in 24 hours. So if it's like, if it's something really big, I got 24 hours, I can get it. And then I keep credit cards. So my my credit cards have a limit. (laughs) No crazy limit. I could buy a car on my credit card. Oh my God, I could buy a house. That's what I tell you. And that's what I tell people all the time. And that's what. All right, we had to talk about this another day, not tonight. I'm going to shoot you an email. I'm going to shoot you a detailed email with the actual question, with a plan, and what can we do to move forward? Because Part two. you have the, yeah, not even a podcast. We need to be out in front of the streets. We need to be with a microphone. We need to be at events because we need to explain exactly what she's saying. I explained that to somebody the other day. I said, bro, he didn't want to go. I don't got a lot of liquid cash. I keep about a thousand on my wallet, you know, keep a couple thousand around me, but. I don't keep a lot. And that thousand is not for nothing. That's for, that's fuck up money. Like I don't even count that in nothing. Anything other than my emergency fund to take care of my shit. If everything go bad, everything else is either invested or it's, or saved, you know what I mean? But most of it is invested or waiting to be invested. It's in the waiting stage because I'm waiting for that opportunity to come. I don't have no money to go jump into a new deal with you and have 20,000 at my disposal. Right. Oh, nigga, I thought niggas had money. Niggas is broke. No, you broke, nigga. <laughs> yeah. But my we, money, my money is working. 
money's working. Money is making more money. I can chill for a minute. So my money's working. And we need to learn how to, I think another thing with our community, especially people that I intimately deal with, is they want to grow the money before they make the money. So I got niggas who want to invest everything who ain't got enough in the middle to even have no wriggle room to invest. And then when I say nigga take money to make money, it's a problem. Well, nigga, niggas ain't going to make all this money. I understand that, bro. But you can save up that money and wait your time. Yeah, yeah. It took me 13 years to have, it took me 13 years to have 2,800 square foot. And I still don't think it's big enough. I sleep this motherfucker every day like I ain't going hard enough. I'm appreciative and I'm content. But it took me 13, it took me 13 years. I swear to God, I'm going to do a post tomorrow. Y'all run it up, y'all share it. I'm going to do a post tomorrow. This is the first trip out of our 10-year relationship, seven years married, that we literally pay for everything. No debt, no nothing. It's all good. Great time. It took us It took us 10 years to be able to do that shit. It ain't happened. Over, we didn't meet yesterday and went out the next summer and had a Jamaica fucking trip. Right. No, nigga. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think, and, and I think when I expressed that to people, like, nigga, this shit didn't happen overnight. Let's look at the time, the time stamps. I got stamps. Right. I got stamps where I drove six hours to catch a flight because I couldn't afford the $200. Flight. I had to go get the $600 flight because it was two of us. I drove six fucking hours to catch a flight, nigga. And I parked the shit at my uncle's house because I couldn't afford the airport parking for five days. Right. Come on, stop playing with me, bro. I ain't new to this. Come I'm true to this. But when go. I post the shit in Jamaica, me on the horse and I'm in the ocean, oh, niggas is like, oh, look at him. <laughs> yeah, nigga, look at me, motherfucker. It took me a lot to get here, bro. Everybody listen out there. You can't do big things if you're distracted by small things. Oh, my God. Mm. And like, Man, whatever you consume, consumes you. Facts. And, and Raven just made a great point. This is how I know, Colin. This is how I know, Chris. This is how I know, Raven, that I ain't working hard enough. She said she don't even know about that shit that's going on with the pastor. Bro, she said she don't even know. This shit has been all over the net. <laughs> she said she don't even know. And, and, and for me to be as hungry as I am or hungry as I say I am, because now I got to question myself. Because I went on the nigga Instagram like, let me see what's going on. <laughs> I wasted two hours at a minimum to just be nosy. Right. And I don't get a pass because I'm in a better situation than most. Uh, I don't get a pass for that shit. I wasted two hours. When the last time I gave Hustle Smarter two un- uninterrupted hours? Shit, when the last gave, time I gave... gave five hours yesterday, what you talking about? <laughs> I understand that. I'm just... I'm, <laughs> we did. But I'm just saying, like, if I can give an hour consistently every day uninterrupted. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, when I seen that shit, I was like, what they talking about? Nigga took 400000 in, in jewels, right? You know, I'm a jewelry guy. I went straight to this nigga page. Man. My mm-hmm. nigga shit crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then when I seen when I seen when I seen Rev quoting Hove, I said, Yeah, he ain't no Rev. Hell no, nah. he the hood prophet, boy. But I just want to let everybody know. And if you listen to the last episode, I don't know which one's gonna come out first. But if you even just go follow Raven, it's a reason she has 17 properties at 27 or 27 properties. If I I don't even know, she had a lot. <laughs> It's the reason she deal with clients when she sent them a $60,000 bill and they pay the invoice without, and they say thank you and tip her. It's a reason for that. And the reason for that is that she's not consumed with Bishop Whitehead because now I'm consumed. I'm, I, this is my last time talking about any of this fucking Facebook <laughs> shit. Bishop Whitehead was the latest thing I seen. Uh, the other one was a nigga who said his old lady wasn't the finest woman in the world to him. I seen that the other day when I was scrolling. Yeah, he said, yeah, I love you, but you're not the most beautiful or the most intelligent. <laughs> 
Oh, wow. <laughs> like that, yeah. And that's the thing. If I know that and I can have a conversation about that, but I can't tell you how I put in two hours every day to make sure that hustle smart to get to that next level, I'm failing. And now I'm a hypocrite. So, team, y'all hold me accountable. It's over with, man. That shit don't matter, yo. Tell you what, we can only talk about shit that don't matter at 1 a.m. Because that's what we ain't using our brain at that point. Nah, I, I'm drinking liquor, playing a video game. Like, I scroll through Instagram at night. I don't do it when I wake up. Some people, as soon as they wake up, they scroll to Instagram. As soon as I wake up, I open a Bible. I get my Bible in. I try to go get that workout in. Because if I don't work out in the morning, I ain't working out. And then I on, get playing. to the office. Yeah. you know health is well so right. make sure my health she is giving right. y'all the make game sure yo spirit is right make sure your spirit right because listen this money will make you do some stupid stuff it's the reason why a lot of accountants go to jail because they see so much money mm-hmm. and it just makes you think if i take a little bit they ain't gonna know yeah so you gotta get your spirit right get your spirit <laughs> right. Right. You, like, you gotta be stronger right. than it you gotta be stronger than the devil yeah, yeah so get spirit right get my health right come in get my body right go work Make my money. Then when I come back and I don't did everything I need to do, I may scroll through Instagram. Yeah. Facts. Facts. Go ahead, Colin. I'm I'm good, man. I'm I'm full, man. My my heart is full. My mind is full. Well, y'all know what to do, man. Like, comment, subscribe. Thank y'all for having me. This was amazing. I loved it. Appreciate you. We appreciate you too. We appreciate everything, man. We out of here. This concludes another episode of the Hustle Lounge podcast. We'll catch you next time.